everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Josh, and welcome to Filmiverse. Hold on a second. What? Nope, they're doing it next time. They're doing okay. it. No, here. We're not hosting. I'm I'm <laughs> taking the reins of the episode. I'm hosting it because this is technically a special edition podcast where we're reviewing Black Panther. We want to do a real one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. They're yeah. all like, we don't want a special edition podcast. We want the real podcast. <laughs> all right, fine, Josh. So yes, I am hosting this episode. Okay. The aforementioned Megan and Chachi will be hosting next week Who? episode. The Wonder Twins? The Wonder Twins? Unite? Okay. Powers activate. <laughs> Form of a dolphin. Form of a turtle. Turtle. No, it has Just... to be something dealing with water. The tur- oh. What turtles? No, one of them turn. No, one of them oh. turns into an animal. One of them turns into a form of water. What? Really? Form I don't of this. plastic no, cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll be a bucket. No, be, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah red solo cup. Red solo cup. <laughs> red solo water. cup filled with water. Which yeah. Long Island iced tea. <laughs> and, and it has a, a ball in it. No, I want to be a. I want to be a kiddie pool. Oh, those are good too. Yeah, yeah. Like the like the the hard plastic ones with dolphins on or it, or the the <laughs> newer ones that are like blow up ones. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever is big enough for a dolphin to swim in. Neither is big enough for a dolphin <laughs> to swim in. It's a kiddie pool. He wants how a about, really big kiddie pool. How about a teenager pool? <laughs> how about an above ground pool? <laughs> no, that's too big. Too big? Okay. Yeah. I'm really confused. We're gonna go back to the script now. I'm okay with the kiddie pool. On this week's episode, we're reviewing Black Panther. So, spoiler warnings right up front, because we, well, we'll be spoiling it. Um, but before we get into all that, I've already introduced two of the guests we have tonight. Uh, but we also have Bruno. Hello. Hi. How's your weekend going? Oh, it's going all right. All right. I'm glad we had this little yeah. conversation. Uh, and Brendan. Uh, I want a haircut. Why don't you, you should, I can cut your hair. Why don't you, you know what, I'll cut your hair. Yeah, I can. I cut my own hair every single week-ish. Yeah, buzz it off. Yeah. You yeah. don't have any hair. That makes it easier to cut. <laughs> <laughs> my dad would always say that to us, and he would grab his, like, clippers, uh-huh. and he would, like, say that to me, <laughs> and I'm a girl, so I was like, no, don't touch oh, my shit, hair. Oh, shit, you're a girl? <laughs> Spoilers. I've been bamboozled. This, I've been is, bamboozled. this is full of spoilers. Uh, you can do like the side shave thing that's popular. Like just no. have your head shaved. No? I'm good. Thank yeah, you. Like, like Brendan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mine's, mine's you guys could have the same yeah, exact haircut so actually. You guys had the same haircut? How weird <laughs> Thank would that you. be? Thank you. My hair is normally brown too, so we would look alike. I, I've been asked if we were brother and sister before. Uh, that that makes things make, awkward. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. So All we're right. reviewing yeah, we're, Black we're Lannisters. Um, uh, so before we actually get into the review of the show, I just wanted to bring up box office stuff because we were talking about that a couple episodes ago. Uh, so the opening weekend actually turned out to be bigger than anyone thought. It's 202 million. Way to go. Not bigger than I thought. What did you, what was your estimate? I said around 220 million. Oh, wow. What did I say? I can't remember. You said like not that much. (laughs) I think I said 205 million. Was that a five or something like that? I don't know. I, all I know is that 206 was the Avengers, so you were, they were $4 million behind the biggest MCU movie of all time. Uh, oh, wait, are we? 207.5 million uh, was the Avengers. Thank you. Um, this says 207.4. Is it four? <laughs> um, I didn't. I don't, I don't actually know, <laughs> I guess. Okay. In 23 cents. I just made that up. Yeah. $1. Uh, yeah. And then also, if you include President's Day weekend, or the President's Day Monday, it made $242 million. Oh, my God. Um, already, it is the second highest grossing Marvel movie. Uh, opening weekend. Mm-hmm. It's the third biggest already if you just count total box office. If you go on box office mojo, it's actually outpacing Last Jedi. In terms yeah, of yeah I have no doubt that this movie will make more. I got a feeling 
overall box office, this movie could be the highest grossing MCU movie if it has legs, which I think it does. Oh, yeah, because the the, re- the reality is, it's like people are not just seeing this movie because it's a good movie. Like People are seeing this because it's a cultural phenomenon. Like, yeah, definitely. This movie means so much to so many people. I mean, it's... No, yeah, I think that's what happened is Hollywood underestimated how much this movie was going to mean to a lot of people who felt just like Killmonger felt his people were oppressed in the film. Like people of color are suddenly like, hey, this movie is about us. This is cool. Let's go fucking see Representation, it. Representation. Representation. It does it, but go a long way. What's also great about it is it's not just a, it's not just a movie that curtails to that one demographic. It's a movie that everyone wants to see. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's it's more than just even one type of movie it's it's multiple types of movie which is great it's mm-hmm. more than a superhero movie yeah. it's yeah it's it's, it's for more than like moonlight anybody. like it's moonlight was a great movie and it had a lot of the those messages in it but it i got a feeling a lot of people are like oh it's too artsy it's too sure. indie feeling yeah, yeah yeah so it's like those messages and also like a, a an mcu movie and all these other things all combined into one super movie yes um and even though the movie is predominantly like it has a male superhero, even like it got into strong female characters, which brought in a lot of little girls getting yeah. very interested in it as well. Yeah, those women were badass. Like, oh they my were gosh. awesome in their own rights. Like they're not just because of one thing happens or another, they were fully functional people outside of this event. Yeah. Which was fantastic. I think that's another thing you could note about Black Panther is that the second weekend it made another 110 million or some obscene yeah, amount of money. Yeah, I think it had a 44% drop, which is actually not bad. Usually a movie will have right. about a 50 to 60% drop. Yeah, last Jedi um, dropped like yeah. 67%, I think, like that. Yes. So like the fact of the matter is is people still showed up to see this movie. I mean, it made I want to say I think I felt bad for all the other movies that came out on that second weekend. They didn't stand a chance. I like, could see myself going back to this movie at least one more time while it's still in theaters. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna try and go this evening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of kick myself that I haven't seen it twice already. I really want. Yeah, because yeah, I, I watched it the following. I'm Sunday. ready to go a third time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went. I went to go see it um, on opening weekend Sunday night with my roommate, and it was completely sold out. Yeah, like, I went. Sorry. Like it was. It, it was incredible. Like yeah. I mm-hmm. went to fucking Waterworks. Nobody goes there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I went to Decenta in Bridgeville, which is like uh, Phoenix, Phoenix. Phoenix 18 or whatever, yeah. Phoenix yeah. 18 now on Sunday morning, their first showing, and it was completely packed. Which is, it's funny because every time we've ever gone to that crappy Bridgeville theater, it's half full even for blockbusters. For yeah. opening weekend. And this was like on a Sunday, very early in the morning. It was all walks of life. It wasn't set to just one, it wasn't like, oh, it's just a bunch of kids or teenagers or it was all black people or all white people or, you know, all that. It was just, it was everyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as far as box office totals, it's already the 10th highest grossing movie domestically um, at $501 million. Uh, total. Damn. So it doesn't have, like, the next movie up is 504 million total, which is Beauty and the Beast. So it, it, it could definitely get up there. It's below Rogue One right now, but again, this is like early in the Black Panther's uh, theatrical release. It can still make up a lot of that ground. Um, I don't know if it will get up in the top five, but uh, if it does, it will be up there with Marvel because Marvel is uh, the, the fifth highest grossing movie of all time. Uh, with uh, Avengers, right? It's mm-hmm. funny because right above that's Jurassic World. Yeah, Jurassic uh, World why? is so weird. I don't know. Jurassic World was just a weird phenomenon. And then you have uh, Titanic, Avatar, and then uh, Force Awakens is the highest grossing movie ever. Um, all right, back to Black Panther. Let's actually get into our initial thoughts. Like, we can include spoilers in this, obviously, but for this first thing, just kind of like overall, without spoilers, what you thought of the movie. Oh, I'm um, going to you first, Brennan, because you're to my left, <laughs> and that's. 
Easiest. Doesn't always have to go clockwise. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I've seen it twice, and I think I liked it even more the second time. Um, I'm not going to go into any spoilers or like, yeah. real reviews into it now, but uh, it's fantastic, and if you haven't seen it, you should definitely, definitely go see it. Megan? This movie was A-okay with me. <laughs> um, I liked it a lot. I thought it had probably the most um, mature of, of storylines and of like overall theme of any of the Marvel movies. Uh, yeah, um, I'm going to second what Chachi said as well. I think it was the most adult uh, film in the group, uh, even considering, because like, it, it also took, kind of took away from where... Thor Ragnarok was where Ragnarok was very much a comedy. Mm-hmm. This felt like a this was a drama. Like this was as close to drama we've gotten from this film in, in general. Like in terms of the MCU, the MCU. Yeah. I feel for the subject matter, it was a lot more realistic in a way than yeah. some of the other movies. Absolutely. Yeah, it felt more grounded. It felt like it, it, it's which is weird because we're talking about like a futuristic culture that has all this technology and it's a lot of you know spectacular type things to it, but it felt more of a drama thriller type of movie than I think any of the MCU movies. And also it felt, it felt disconnected from the rest of the MCU, but not in a, like this didn't happen in the MCU way. Like I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy is really good and it feels disconnected from the MCU, but also like you could just have that be a standalone universe and it, it doesn't lose anything. Mm -hmm. Whereas this felt like it was still part of the Marvel universe, but they were still able to make it a completely like own story that didn't require you to know all the MCU to see it. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the world building for Wakanda was top notch. I mean, like it's we're talking on the level of a. I hate, I mean, I hate to keep referencing Star Wars, but something like Star Wars, like world building in Star Wars at, at the beginning was such a big deal. Yes, and Wakanda felt complete. Like for for one film, it mm-hmm. felt complete. It was very new because most of MCU takes place in like cityscapes, right? And this obviously took place in uh, Africa, and it felt very new, rich. Like people live there, people utilize the space that they had were given, and it just felt real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I like the way you put that. Is that it? It feels. It actually felt alive. I think that's one of the things that like you can really sell about this. Like, is that it? The city felt like it had. And they didn't. It didn't uh, feel a life like force. it didn't feel like it was like an encyclopedia type thing where you were getting like an info dump the whole time. Like, and this is this culture, and this is this clan, and this is this clan. And right. This is, like, it wasn't just dictating to you what was like going on. It actually did a really good job of showing instead of telling, mm-hmm. where it showed yeah. you the culture and you kind of just picked it up while you're watching it. Like the the four different tribes and mm-hmm. how each one's a little bit different. And w- each represents a different type of African country that exists yeah. in real life, just based off of their clothing alone, their mm-hmm. costuming. Wasn't there, there was five tribes, right? Um, four represented a council, then like then Mbaku's the, yes. tribe. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was just, I don't know, that all, and it had its own written language, it had its own, like, language, period. Well, like, it was a real language. Was it actually using African language? Yes, that is a real African language. Got you. I thought they actually had a Wakandan language. No, I, I know several friends who want to learn that language now because they oh, themselves cool. are African, and they're like, it was amazing to see this represented mm-hmm. in a movie that is so mainstream. So they're, they're like, very happy for their heritage and are really, like, getting into it now. That's awesome. Normally, they wouldn't have been that excited. Cool. All right. Uh, so now that we've uh, kind of gone a little bit with the uh, non-spoilers, spoilers abound, uh, let's get into a little bit more specifics about 
um, just the plot and what we thought about the plot and anything like that. I will skip Bruno because he doesn't want me to go clockwise every single time we talk, even though he really wanted to go just now. I'll go to Megan. Megan, yeah, you have lots of thoughts you. on this. <laughs> on the plot? Or just, so you had, I know you were taking notes earlier, so I'm curious. Oh, yeah, I mean, I have some notes about different things. Um, I, I really like the plot. I thought that it was a very fresh take on a issue that people have to deal with in real life when it comes to like who do you support your your people or should you protect your people in a sense is is what it was getting at you had um t'challa who was following the old ways of his father and and the people before where they don't want the world to know of their existence and then you have an outsider who is also part of this culture who is also a condon eric who is killmonger he grew up in California, and he wants he he saw all the oppression that his people felt and lived through, and he wants to support them by taking over what he thinks is his birthright and arming them so they're able to finally fight back for once. So the the f- fight between the two of them, trying to figure out what is best for their people that they represent, was really fantastic mm-hmm. for me. I think. Do you build walls or do you build bridges, really? Barriers. Yeah. Yeah. Barriers the, 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 wise, the wise build bridges while the fools build barriers. That's yep. yes. Yeah, that's what it was. Which, which, one of the things that surprised me was the messaging in this movie wasn't just, like, I was expecting, not heavy-handed, but I was expecting the messaging with the black culture and, like, what it's been throughout history and how to, you know, look at it, which was all the things I was going in looking for. Like, okay, this is what this movie's going to be about. They did that. But they did more because it was also mm-hmm. about nationalism and like us versus them and stuff mm-hmm. that was very much more American focused as far as like what we're dealing with in culture right now <laughs> with, you know, building walls or building bridges, yeah. that whole yeah. thing. And that was the messaging I wasn't expecting in this movie. And I thought it was really cool that it was in there, but none of it was heavy handed. Yeah, I was going to say there was even, no sledgehammer here. Even the museum scene, which I thought was fantastic, was a fantastic way to show the actual history of African culture because he goes in and she's telling him the history and she's like, we got this from this tribe and this came from this <laughs> tribe and he's like, you stole it. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't You didn't buy it. You didn't get it in any good means. You guys yeah. stole it. And when he's and stealing I'm taking it back. It back. Exactly, yeah. when he's taking it back and it's like, um, I, that brings up Killmonger just in general. I feel like he is probably the best, if not one of the top uh, MCU villains ever that we've had. Yeah, villain yeah. slash antagonist. Yeah. yeah, if you want to, like, yeah, the, the whole term. Yeah, like you said, comic book term of villain. Yeah. But yeah, he he was so human. That's what made him so powerful. And, and people could sympathize with his plight. You, yeah, yeah, you could absolutely. Because he meant, he meant well, and, and he meant to better more than just himself. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting because it wasn't, like, the fact that we have that gray area with these characters now really brings them more into the antagonist's uh, role instead of the villain role, which I feel like is more mature for audiences. It's it's not like very cut and dry black versus white comic book feel. <laughs> you don't have the <clears throat> what Steppenwolf who just shows up. I'm gonna conquer yeah. everyone. Like, <laughs> evil guy. That's what I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's nice to see more nuance in your in your antagonist in these movies because I, it makes it more believable and just more fun to watch. I think you have to. So I think what you, you have two two roles here because now we're thinking ahead towards. I don't want to derail too much, but I am thinking about the idea of like you have the the idea of villain in general in a in a in a film. You know, like what makes a great villain slash antagonist and and like Killmonger it being human and being relatable helped 
while also being flawed in his approach. You know, he was no yeah. better than the people that, you know, actually mm-hmm. did. He was oppressed by. He wanted to become his own oppressor. Yeah. And by extension, though, you wouldn't have someone like Thanos, you know, like Thanos coming up and him. He feels being, more like an old style bad guy. Like, but, he, he kind of feels like a step back going to Thanos and just yeah. being a bad guy. Yeah, but Thanos, I, Thanos wants to balance the universe. Well, we'll see he how they just describe him. I think that's one of the reasons why I really liked Killmonger's character so much is that the other villains, I'm like, I don't really understand. Like, I don't get why you would even want to do that. Like, I know you want to, but like, that seems boring to me. Or yeah. like, that seems like too much work. I'm too lazy for that. <laughs> but with Eric, he had a good reason, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He felt justified. He wanted to help others who needed help. And he knew of a way he could do it. Yeah, and that just felt so much more real than like Thanos, I want all the power. Let me get this glove. <clears throat> My problem is I think I think the difference between his father and Jobu and uh, Eric was that and Jobu, I feel actually wanted to help every everybody. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Killmonger used that as an excuse for to, his to, payback. Yeah, for for revenge, he was filled and, and with for, hatred too. Yeah, because yeah. of his father's murder. It came murder. from from a angle of hatred instead of coming through it, coming at it from wanting to help others. It was right. more hatred filled, and that's kind of like when you you can be justified in your your thoughts, but at the same time, like at what point is your vengeance the most thing that you're looking for? Uh, so Jobu was his father, correct? Yes. Uh, Sterling mm-hmm. K. Brown's character. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, I wish he could have been more Sterling K. Brown. I love Sterling K. Brown. And I think like, <laughs> uh, and, and you, like you said though, he was doing the same thing that Killpunker was doing, but a lot more subtly, you know, he was trying to do it in a way that like he could try and find a way to slowly bridge the gap. But T'Chaka was too narrow minded in his attempt and he, he, he killed him instead of listening to him. Right. So, and <clears throat> so I, I think one of the reasons that I, I love this movie so much is you have, you have good people doing, Either the right thing, and for the wrong reasons, or the wrong, or thing. doing the wrong thing for the right reasons, mm-hmm. and like this, this entire movie is predicated off of good people doing questionable things. Yeah, right. like T'Chaka killing his brother, mm-hmm. um, and Jobu opening the gates and letting um, what several the hell's people his name? die. Claw. Yeah. Claw. Yeah. yeah, letting letting Claw like steal the adamantium. Uh, the adamantium. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> we don't have the rights to that yet. You can't say that. <laughs> Vibranium, um, and it just you know, and Jobu was in the right, but he did it wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then like I feel like T'Chaka did the wrong thing, but it was the right thing. It was like he he wrong did the wrong thing for the thing right for reasons. The right reason. Yeah, it yeah. Was, which brings up another theme in this movie, which I really liked was. Uh, T'Challa saying, like, I have to right the wrongs of my father. Even though yes. they're not my wrongs, right. I did not cause this issue. I, right. I was born into this, whatever. That doesn't mean I am absolved of any responsibility to try to make it right. But see, and that, that's that's the other thing. Like, when, when we when we first start out, T'Challa's like, uh, you know what, no, we, we can't share our technology. Like, mm-hmm. nobody can know about us. Like, he's very much But he doesn't following. even think why. He just goes along with exactly. what he's been taught. Exactly. Yeah. He's just, he's just, he's going about the, the old ways until, like, like this whole thing with Eric mm-hmm. actually makes him think about it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just really good. Yeah, that, that whole scene where he goes back to the, I forget what they call this whole point in this movie. 
uh, in the comics as well. They call it the same thing when he talks to his father again yeah. the, for the second time, and he's like really pissed off at him. He's like, "You, you screwed up. Like that was wrong. You, mm-hmm. why didn't you tell anyone all this stuff?" And and his father's like, "You can stay here," and he's like, "No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I go fix your mess because you screwed up." Yeah, which I, was awesome. I really like the juxtaposition of when Eric goes and sees his father because yes. his father isn't in the same place yeah. with the other kings. His father is yeah. stuck right. in that same room, small apartment room where he died Mm -hmm. yeah so what does that say about jobu like because you know because of his njobu 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 gotcha and pastry j-o-b-u okay so what does that say about him though in terms of the comic book lore does that mean because he betrayed his people he was not allowed to join the ancestors i so i don't i don't know that that's that i don't think that Njobu's soul is necessarily hanging out in an apartment in Oakland on mm-hmm. the, like on the soul plane, right? Okay. I feel like that is so you're 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 eating that that the heart-shaped flower. It's uh-huh. it's it's a hallucinogen. I'm yeah. assuming I'm going to assume that it's a mass hallucinogen. Yeah. And so the construct of the soul plane is whatever makes the most sense to whoever's doing the thing okay like like whenever harry potter was in king's cross with dumbledore at the end yeah Mm -hmm. that was just what his brain did for him they do make a point of of pointing out that he is not with the others though that they are lost and that's when eric says well maybe they're lost we're not yeah yeah i can i can see that but i i think i think in terms of like the character i think that apartment is that's the basis of Killmonger's character. Yeah, yeah. That's where you he know? pictures his father, not mm-hmm. so much where necessarily his father is. That's just the environment that uh, Eric imagines the okay. whole place okay. taking place in. But, it could be. It's but a he, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. still not with the other he's elders. Definitely, yeah. He's definitely right. he, yeah, separated. He, so, yes, he, he, he would be separated because he, he was a traitor. Mm-hmm. And he Even, wasn't technically a king, so right. he wouldn't be yeah, with, right. the with the kings. Right. The other Black Panthers. Even though maybe what he did wasn't necessarily wrong. Right, right. Um, so let's I talk mean, about he did try to kill Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, I mean, let's not gloss that, over that. Yeah. I'm ta- well, I'm, I'm talking about right up until... There was a lot of emotion there. He felt betrayed. Like, his friend, his one friend that he right. thought he could trust with yeah. everything. He even says, like, I would trust him with my life. Turns on him. Yeah. So there's a lot of pain well, that he's dealing with. Turned on him. It. He was sent there to do that from the beginning. Yes, but in his in, in Joku's mind, mind, like yeah. he definitely like yeah, he turned on. So that was like yes. Zuri. Yes. Zuri. So I can't really f- I like yes he shouldn't try to kill him, but I understand the anger and pain he must have felt during that. Oh yeah. Like all of a sudden that big switch where like he thought he could trust this person in the room and now he can't. He can't trust anyone now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the other characters because there are a lot of great characters in here. Um, so we we talked about well we haven't really talked about Chachala that much the character of Black Panther himself. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like he gets overshadowed in this movie a little bit. Like he's the the least interesting out of all the characters in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think and that's I, not to say that he's a bad by no, any means. No, he's like, not. It's just they're because just all great characters. They're, they're all so good. Yeah, although. Bozeman says he feels like T'Challa is the actual villain of this yes. film. Yeah, that was interesting. He's just like, I like, don't disagree. Yeah, yeah, he says like Killmonger wasn't necessarily wrong, but it was probably wrong for T'Challa to take that away from him instead of trying to yeah, you know, when, learn from him and like rehabilitate yeah. and all that. When Eric comes and presents himself to all the other elders. He says, well, ask me what my name is. And T'Challa intentionally, he knows who he is. He does not ask him who his name is because yeah. he knows what the repercussions will happen. Mm-hmm. And that's a moment of a good man making bad the wrong decisions. decisions. The wrong Just, decisions. Like, yes. his okay, Just like his but father. So we, we... I don't feel like he was a villain, though, personally. A, a part, so part of the... 
part of the reason that he does that, and this gets overshadowed even inside the movie itself, like he knows that uh, Eric was the guy that that got Claw out of prison again, which is glossed over so much in the rest of that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like then that's that's, that's what I'm saying. So like he he could have said like yeah like say your name okay you're my cousin but you're also the guy that fucking broke Claw out of jail so like yeah. but no one's gonna care because he brought Claw's dead body but he also helped Claw and his father it pretty much is the reason why Claw exists which is another thing that kind of like no one talks Claw about Claw existed before his father but the only reason he got the vibranium was because his father because of his father yeah exactly. yeah but Claw did exist before his father that, yeah. yeah I met, I met yeah. Claw as Claw's a infamy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's an infamous like, character those those details are never really made available to you could, everybody to the rest yeah. of Wakandans to, to make a decision off of right I mean, could the reason that Chaw doesn't bring it up is because he still he feels sort of responsible for the creation or uh, like his, his dad is like mistakes. responsible for Killmonger essentially mm-hmm. well at that point does he know that yeah, yes. he knew yeah, he at that point. Yes, he knows oh, who, okay. exactly who he yeah. is. He went and talked to Zuri by that point, mm-hmm. and Zuri had told him what happened. Oh, that's right. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I've only seen it once, and I I had a bad experience during that movie because... <laughs> you had a bad a theater experience. Theater experience. The, so, can I ask a question? Because I'm, I'm going to ask it anyway. So, after... <laughs> no! After, after my roommate saw the movie, he gave me his review, and I have to disagree. I disagreed with him on like pretty much everything he said. But one question that he asked was that I... I I thought that I, I knew the answer. Why was Killmonger able to challenge T'Challa? Is it just because he's a member of the royal family? Yes. Yeah. And he, they can just challenge whenever? No, only during the ceremony, but he never got a he, chance. He never he, had he, a chance because to present he wasn't, himself. Yeah. He yeah. Wasn't, yes. So, and T'Challa actually gave him that. He's like, okay, I accept your he, challenge. He, he could have said no to. and just yeah. walked yeah. away. Okay. But T'Challa, in all of his hubris... Says yes. Yeah. Well, right. yeah. And what he also still he knows who's responsible for why Eric is. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot that goes with it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he definitely um, says yes. It, he didn't have to. But it he was. Did. It was. I think it was hub, hub, hubris, but he also had to. Like he had to save face because he just turned. He just became the king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like he can't be like, eh, no, nah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um. No, so, because the other people, the other tribes, would look at him and be like, "What? You don't give weak. him that? Yeah, weak. You're, yeah. And they would start to slowly turn on him because uh, Daniel Oleos. No. Uh, yeah. No, that's not his name. No, D- Daniel. Daniel Kualala. Kualala? He's the guy from Get Out. Yeah. Right. He, he, what's his tribe's character's name? Wakabi? Wakabi? Wakabi. Yeah. yeah. He, Wasabi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he, his his tribe would have been, e- e- even without Killmonger even turning Claw in, was already so over T'Challa. He was he was already of the same mindset as Killmonger, mm-hmm. where he wanted he made a comment about how he would go out and in the world and fix the problems right. that were already out there. Which, that was actually my one is, like, going back to the whole claw part, like, I feel like uh, Wakabi wouldn't have, have followed Killmonger if he knew the whole situation with claw at all. Like, I feel like he hated claw so much that if he would have known that uh, he, uh, Killmonger's he, father is the reason why he got into Wakanda to begin with, I feel like Wakabi would have been like, well, F this guy. Like, yeah, that, a lot more. That whole thing, that whole thing pissed me off. Wakabi's, uh, well, not really well, betrayal. Betrayal. It was a betrayal. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but uh, T'Challa. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever, whenever um, T'Challa came back uh, from the failed mission, mm-hmm. um, Wakabi was like, "Oh, just like, just like your father. Like, it's gonna be more of the same." And mm-hmm. and I, I just at that t- at, at that point I was like I was like, dude, he's the first one that actually like went out and Tried, did something yeah. about yeah. it, and he was he like. It was sabotage. Like he had him by Killmonger. Him. Like it, he would have got know. him if it wasn't yeah. for Killmonger, mm-hmm. which is something that if I feel like if T'Challa would just have been like, "Hey, 
that's because of Killmonger that I didn't get him. Like, then I feel like that would have been a whole different situation mm-hmm. when Killmonger came into Wakanda. Right. But, that's, again, that's kind of like a movie thing. It's yeah. kind of something I conceit that I just like, oh. I read, I read an article that said that um, T'Challa suffers from the type of masculinity that males are generally yeah. taught. You do not share emotions or your weaknesses with other people. And by the end of the movie, he sees the error of his ways where he needs to ask others for help and guidance into achieving the best outcome for his people. And I feel like that kind of reinforces that where like, instead of going, well, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Like things happen. This is the information that has been presented to me. And this is why I failed. It could have been different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's go on. Uh, Do we want to do Nakaya? Uh, No, I absolutely think we should talk about Suri because she killed it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's Suri's like my favorite character. I think Uh, this whole movie. My favorite scene is like her like Bond moment where she's going through her like, Q moment where yeah. she's like uh, Q from James Bond. Yeah, showing like all the new James gadgets. Bond. Yeah, that's yeah. what. I mean. But yeah, just like check out these these and like you feel like you see the type of relationship that T'Challa and uh, uh, Shuri had like their the playfulness. Like mm-hmm. you know, the, she's the like brother sister the brother bond. sister yeah. bond, and yeah. she felt more modern than I feel like like mm-hmm. she did not feel as Wakandan as the rest of the the tribes members and that she felt like she was almost more into Western culture than anyone else. I feel like that's so accurate, though, for children of this generation is that, I mean, every generation, they know more about current events in pop culture than their predecessors, and it just continues to go on. And when she meets T'Challa the first time we see her, she asks for the the beads, and he's like, what do you need them for? Everything works fine. She's like, yes, but they can work better. (laughs) And I really think that that put forth that that point. Well, And that that goes back to the whole point where T'Challa was just ingrained in the old ways the because yes. exactly. he didn't really th- you don't th- he didn't think about it yeah I think that shows that Shuri is the future yes, well it definitely. kind of shows that like her him passing the torch because he comes in he's like oh I wore sandals on my first day like very like old school like, <laughs> yeah. and, and she's, she's like, like what are those yeah, yeah what are those and, but then she gives him like boot, like new shoes like so it's kind of like yes we should like still think about the old ways, but we can still yeah. we can progress. Improve. We can we still can honor better. the old ways yes. yeah, while pushing forward. And not only did she give him the new shoes, but she made a reference to Back to the Future when she gave him the shoes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, so it's like, like, a, like, like another... Like their father's favorite American yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. like another yeah. reference to Western culture. And like, it, that just, she felt really cool and like fresh compared to just like the historical cultural thing as I mean, far she, as her... She is the smartest person in, the world. in this world. Yeah. yeah. And I think this is not only are we talking uh, about the cultural impact of someone like T'Challa being a superhero that young black kids can look up to. You now have this woman, a young woman, who's going to push forward the idea that like any girl can be an engineer or yeah. a scientist yeah. Yeah. Which is or so good. super yeah. brilliant. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have a young black woman who's like, by the way, I'm smarter than all of y'all and I know <laughs> it. Like, mm-hmm. who's, who's the smartest person in the Marvel in, in, the comics, in the comics, it is Lunella Lafayette. She is Moon Girl from Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. She is like nine. Yeah. <laughs> She's the smartest, smarter than Tony Stark, smarter than Reed Richards, Dr. Doom. What about Reed Richards' kid? Because I thought he was supposed to be Franklin like... is really smart, but I don't know if Franklin exists right now in the comics. Okay. Yeah, kind of. Right but even so, she's smarter <laughs> than Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's comics. <laughs> yeah. But in the MCU, it's referenced that Shuri is the smartest person yeah. in the MCU. 
I'm looking forward to a conversation between her and Tony Stark. I want uh, her, Tony Stark, and also Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner all in like having like nerd out science mm-hmm. moment. Actually, throwing Peter Parker in there too. Yeah, like all of them being scientists would be really good. Have them have like a big conversation. Listen, I've already seen fan fictions between her and <laughs> Spider Man, so I don't know if I want to see that just yet. Oh, they are children, people. Let me remind you. <laughs> oh boy. Oh well, the oh internet. Boy. The internet is a deep dark hole that yeah. everybody wants to be a part of. All right. Uh, anything uh, else we want to say about Shuri before we move on to some of the other characters? Uh, just that, like her scene where she shows up with the Panther gauntlets to just like kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just, and I mean, her her war paint was just. I don't know. It was awesome. Like she was so great. That character in general, I I, I really can't wait to see more of her. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm hoping we see her in uh, Avengers: yeah. Infinity War. Uh, I hope they don't just save her for Black Panther too. Uh, I I think I think all the main characters are coming back for Infinity. They look War. like yeah. they make cameos, Ex- except but I don't know for how extensive. except for obviously um, Killmonger, Zuri, no. and Killmonger because they're dead. And uh, spoilers, his mom. That, well, that's the I whole know. point. Yeah. <laughs> and his mom. Ramonda doesn't oh, come back. She's, oh, she doesn't she come, come back. back? Okay. Yeah, I don't hmm. think so. Interesting. Um, uh, before yeah, we continue, I do. I would like to say that I really enjoyed that sh- the comic relief in the movie came a lot from her, but I feel that that's really accurate because younger kids are like more humorous and see the funny side of things. She was a little bit more sarcastic than yeah, the adults. Yeah, more sarcastic, not trying to be like a teenager. Like she, even where she was like, "Does anyone in the royal family want to challenge?" And she raises her hands. And everyone's like, <laughs> "What?" What's yeah. going on? And she's like, can we just get over with? When she calls Martin Freeman a colonizer. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That was hilarious. At the end when he takes her to California, she's like, I thought you were taking me to Coachella when you said we were going to California. Yeah. I really feel like she like outshines everyone Oakland. else when she's on screen. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's oh, just yeah. So her good. personality is just infectious. Yeah. She's yeah. fun yes. to be around and I really liked her. I, I want to see her in more things. I'm actually going back and seeing what she has been in the past to see if, you know. She, she was really in. popular in a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, yes. I remember her in that Black Mirror episode. I still oh, yeah, she was in Black Museum. The very last mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. that was her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, her. shit, that was, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but every time they reference oh, her, man. they say who became popular because of the Black Mirror episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing I've seen her in besides this movie. She, so. And she was great in that episode, so. Um, yeah, uh, let's go ahead and move on to a different character. Is there any other characters that really stood out that you want to talk about? Like, Let, let's, I mean, I'm going to say it for everyone. Let's talk about Akoya and Zakaya. Like, those uh-huh. two. Yeah. Yeah. Nakaya's the love interest. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were both, what, considered, like, what, Honor Guard or whatever? Um, what was their, what's their yeah, official the title? Yeah, the Dora Milaje is the name of, like, his secret service, essentially. Okay. And they are a group of all women, and they come from the various tribes that Wakanda um, has within it. Mm-hmm. So it's seen as like an honor to have your daughter join and be a part of this. And Akoya is the general. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Nakaya is isn't in it. Is she, she, she is not. She's not. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. She's she just kind of Because at terrifying. one point... <laughs> yes, she is. At one point, Shuri shows her armor and is like, wear this. She's like, oh, I'm not a I'm part not of it. I can't. And well, she's she says, like, I'm not a warrior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, wear she, it. She, it's armor. That's the second time she says it twice in that movie. She's like, I'm not a warrior. Because yeah, they yeah. try to offer her the 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 fruit, the plant. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm not a warrior. Yeah. I'm a spy. Like, I don't, and I don't have an army as well. She says that. What's interesting about her character is in the comics, she actually goes into like a villain role in the comics where she challenges Black Panther for the throne and like she's kind of more of a double agent type feel. Um, she's had a kind of a on again, off again relationship with 
T'Challa, and she's she's turned bad a couple times. So it's it's everybody's turned bad at least once. Yeah, in the Marvel just, Cinematic Universe. For her, she's more prominent in her character, mm-hmm. um, which I'm kind of I, I like this version of her better. <laughs> I feel like yeah. it's more she had she was in conflict with T'Challa and with Wakanda a lot, in the uh, some of the same ways I feel like Killmonger was, but she was more. Diplomatic. Diplomatic about it, yeah. And she's like, I am doing what I can to make change by going out and being this secret agent type feel. And she always brings that back up to Charles. She's yeah. like, we should be doing more. Yeah. So I think her, Killmonger, uh, they really get into T'Challa's head and help both of them sort of bring him one way or the other. So Nakaya, I really enjoyed her character where that she really stuck to what was true to her and the, the passions that she had because she knew T'Challa was into her. She knew that he wanted her to be his queen. She even made a comment that if I were if I were queen, I would do this, but that's if I wanted to be. And he would, you know, make comments and she knew he wanted her there, but she had to do what was right for herself. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated that they showed that she stuck to everything that she felt strongly about and didn't just give in. Like, uh, well, you're the king. I might as well just marry you. Like, Yeah, yeah she had her, her own path her that she was yeah. creating and wanting to do, and she wasn't going to change that for, to be a queen. Like, yes. Yeah, queen's a big deal, but like, she's, it wasn't just about marriage to her or anything like that. And the only reason why she gave in at the end was because he's like, I have a way that we can allow you to stay yourself, your mm-hmm. true self, as well as being the person that I spend the rest of my life Yeah, with. most of the people in this did not change. T'Challa changed. His, he yes. had the arc that went from no, 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 no. Oh, oh you're right. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah. Like, he he had the biggest growing to do in this whole movie. Mm-hmm. That's true. I, I don't think... I'm trying to think of another character that really had an arc as far as, like, changing their mind o- about things. And I... Maybe Everett Ross? And that's about it. Um... Martin Freeman's character, he had a bit of an arc where he like changed his well, point of view. Well, he learned some information. I think that that yeah. helped, though, because he always thought T'Challa was what the rest of the world, or Wakanda, excuse me, was yeah. what the rest of the world thought was, was a bunch of farmers. And then he gets some information, like, that's all a lie. And he's like, what? And then he gets hurt, and they save him, and mm-hmm. he sees it for himself. Yeah, I guess what I mean by art with him is like him becoming a frontline and actually joining the fight with the, yes. the plane and being an ace pilot. Like, I feel like Maybe it's not as much an arc, more of a, we learned a lot more about him, I guess. Yeah. 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 And we realized that he isn't just some bureaucrat. Yeah, he wasn't some was, faceless government yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's what he, he very much was some faceless government guy in mm-hmm. Civil War. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he kind of seemed like a bad guy in Civil War. Like, yeah. he didn't seem like he was a good guy. In this movie, he, he definitely has a moment to shine where he does something great. So. Yeah, I was kind of, I rewatched Civil War the, the last night, and the way he was treating, um, Zemo, Baron Zemo. Mm-hmm. At the end, I was like, I don't really like this guy at all. Like, no, yeah, I thought he was kind of scummy. It'd be interesting. To, I would want to rewatch Civil War to see how Freeman's character evolves from there to Black Panther. Oh, he's he, he's a completely different character. Yeah, yeah. He, he was kind of a shithead in Civil yeah. War. And there's rumors that they might be turning him, uh, having him that character be somehow involved in Captain Marvel, like mm. his family or something like that. The fact that he's a pilot and mm-hmm. she comes from. Uh, uh, like that whole thing. Okay. There Makes might sense. be something there with him as well. Like as a precursor before, yeah. before Black Panther. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, we're talking I just want them it. to bring back Coulson. <laughs> uh, they never will. I know. I, I mean, feel like they should watch either. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I do. In my world. He's going to die there next. In my <laughs> MCU, Coulson died. And I think that's the best way <laughs> yeah. for it to happen. That gave him meaning. <laughs> Hashtag not my MCU. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not my MCU. Um, all right. So 
I don't really. I mean, there's so many great characters. We could probably talk about all these characters, but is yeah. there anything Our, else? That... Winston Duke. I really liked Mbaku. Um, and he's definitely. Oh, go- he's so good. Oh, he's so good in it. Um, it, like for just being like this really, mu- he's in like three scenes, I think, mm-hmm. like yeah. three or four scenes, and every he's time he's in that scene stealer, he's, he just the lost tribe, it. right? Is that yeah, 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 he was yeah, like yeah. the. Uh, the he was the king, yeah. but he was the, the leader of the man yeah. Yes, man They never call him man for which, good reason. Which, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are really out. glad that the racist undertones from the comic right. did not follow through no, into right. this exactly. movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think Ryan Coogler would have uh, let that oh, happen. No, <laughs> no. He did a fantastic job. But yeah, job. I thought Winston Duke deserves a shout out there. He did really, really good with no, those scenes he had. He was, yeah, like you said, another show stealer. Like every time he was on screen, he and he felt, I liked how at first you thought he was just going to be like the big tough man. And like, oh, that's his role. He's the big Goliath looking guy. He's mm-hmm. going to be tough. But then suddenly he was like really funny. I, yeah. I like that his whole thing was that he, tradition was was first. He cared about tradition. So he was angry at Shuri for being like, uh, can we just get over with this? <laughs> she didn't respect tradition. Yeah. And then later when they all come to him and they're like, he killed T'Challa. He's the king. And he's like, did he do it in traditional combat? Yeah. Well, Yeah. Okay, then what do you want me to do? Like, they yeah. follow the directions, yeah. and that's when he took them to T'Challa's body, and he's like, "Well, technically, Killmonger did not win because T'Challa's still, still alive." alive. Yeah. So yeah. he the helped desert. them, yep. but still in the way of doing right by his his history. Yes. And culture. Yeah. yeah, and actually, um, Black Panther is censored. There's a line that's censored in India, um, and it wasn't anything that India required. It was the people who had had dealings with or It was it was the what line the, was censored? MCU in India, like that that. Within India, yes, like MCU the, within the, India the, the, decided the distributors to, in India. because they didn't want to um, censor culture appropriation. They thought they were using cultural appropriation because when Mbaku mentions Hanuma, that's an Indian god, that's not an African god. Mm. Oh. So they didn't want to upset uh, anyone from their you know their culture there. But a lot of people are coming out from their cultures and going, "I love that!" Like no one uses no one, our gods yeah, no for yeah. anything. This was yeah. so. This was fantastic Again, the for representation. us. Yeah, the re- they had even when they thought they were. You know, culture appro- uh, appropriating their culture. Appropriating their culture. They, yeah. I mean, they sort of were, but they were okay with it. They love that they mentioned their god. I just wanted to make a comment about how when Umbako shows up at the final battle and his war cry is being heard, mm-hmm. our 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 theater lost its shit. Yeah. I just wanted to know, yeah. Like, like, yeah, like we had several people around us, just like. Yeah. Like the and, yeah, and the people oh. in the crowd started doing their own wolfing. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he does that to Martin Freeman, it's like, you cannot speak here. I was like, yeah, that's right. But Shut he up. has that power, but then he comes back to the comedic response. I'll feed you to my children. <laughs> <laughs> ah, they're just vegetarians. <laughs> I kid. No, when he came into the, the battle at the end there, like it was like the Return of the King moment. Like it yeah. was like, you know. Yeah. When the, the army of the dead shows yep, up at the, yep. at the end of Return of the King. First like, thing I thought of, which yeah. I'm completely fine with, because that, that trope is awesome. Like, I was, mm-hmm. that's, like, he comes over the crest and, like, yeah! Yes! <laughs> yeah, like I said, that's how my whole theater was when we were there. They were just, they were jacked for it. Because there's no hope in those years. And you're like, yeah! T'Challa's, like, on the ground being beaten to death by all these people. Sorry, I was away from the mic. But yeah. I had to do this no, motion of beating to I death. I absolutely love this movie. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, uh, we, 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 we were running pretty long here. Yeah, so we are running long. Uh, so, wait, can I, uh, let me ask one question. Yes. Because everyone, like, really loves this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, the obvious reaction. Is there anything about the movie that you didn't particularly like? Is there anything that didn't work well? It was a little bit slow at some points. I felt like it ramped down really a lot, and it kind of felt meandering for a bit in the middle, mm-hmm. but then it picked it right back up. So it's a small complaint, 
And I was, I so we all, I believe, uh, donated to this thing for the, uh, what was that called? The challenge, the MCU. It was uh, GoFundMe. Yeah, the GoFundMe to buy a whole theater out to have uh, kids from, um, I forget what school uh, like, it was. Yeah, underprivileged was, communities. Or, well, it was underprivileged communities. Yeah. Yeah. But the Pittsburgh one that we donated to, I can't remember what school it was. But anyway. Um, well, as I was watching this movie, I'm thinking of those kids, and I was kind of worried. I was like, eh, this movie's a little bit, it's more, like we said, adult feeling and mm. a lot less action-y feeling. So I thought maybe it was not going to resonate with kids that young, just because it was kind of boring at some points for kids. But and The first time I watched it, I yeah. did feel a little like, oh, okay, it's kind of a little bit slow. But the second time, I did not get that feeling. Like, everything sort of made sense, and I don't know where you could have taken anything out. Like, everything was still pushing yeah. the plot forward. So I understand where people are like, ah, oh, it's not all action. But, but like, that, that drama, that, I think that's expectations. Because yes. the second time I watched it, I didn't, like, I, I didn't think it was that at yeah. all. Like I, I, exactly. like, I knew what I was getting to, and I, and I liked it. What about you? I mean, you asked the question, so I'm curious. Oh, no, I was just going to agree, like... <clears throat> um, people complain that there's like not a whole lot of action, but I don't. Uh, you don't have to have action in a superhero oh. movie to like make to make it make sense. The action yeah. that they had in there was great, um, and I thought it was like fun and everything. The only the only scene that I didn't particularly like was the end between Killmonger and Black Panther. When, it just when they brought the suits on, <laughs> this, that's the one thing I was yeah. gonna say. That actually, the like, CGI yeah. fight action part was the thing that I may have. Dislike the most. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And when I say action, I don't, I don't necessarily mean action as far as like fight scenes. What I'm saying is more the plot itself, the story itself, kind of meandered in the middle there, where I <clears> felt <throat> like when I was watching, I was like, oh, this is kind of wishy washy right now. What's going on? I'm like, talking. I didn't feel like strong. I'm talking strictly about fight scenes, okay, and stuff like that, because yeah, like because yeah. it's a it's a so comic book hero, yeah, 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 a comic book movie. Like it's supposed to be fighting. It's constantly. the expectation. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I'm with. Josh and I think it was mostly because it was exacerbated by the fact that the theater like the heating problems it was so hot in there and then <laughs> had, oh degrees God, in there. you need to see so this movie again there. I watched you yeah. pull your pant legs up <laughs> yeah they do and, not know how to regulate uh, the temperature for a theater f- uh, completely full theater packed with people yeah and they then, probably had a full it was theater so in warm in there at some times yeah, and then it never had, really got cool enough and to then, like have them turn off the air again we had two people behind us that brought like a f- fucking case of beer in or something like that and so <laughs> they were cracking buds open and then on top of that like they had this, this one guy I don't know he must have had 600 bags of candy cause like <laughs> but, but it's those were the noisiest bags I have ever heard in my felt, life like, every, <laughs> Yeah, every few seconds, this guy's opening up a bag of candy, and he's just you're crinkling so behind noisy. me. All right, you need to see the movie again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I said, I enjoyed it the second time better. I, I, I Megan, did like, you have anything that you thought was meh? I I think that Shuri should have just been Black Panther from the beginning. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of the end, Killmonger dying. I mean, I I hate when MCU movies kill off their good. Antagonist, but he died in such a no. It was a just fine. Like I liked the way it happened, but in me, I'm thinking like, man, we just lost another great villain. He's like a, a an antagonist. What he role. what he says as he dies, I feel like is is one of those things that really resonates. Bury me at sea with my ancestors who knew better than to allow themselves yes. whatever to it was live in servitude to live in servitude and and would rather die there. Mm-hmm. Who jumped from them? It was boats. a powerful line. Yeah. It, it was a very, was powerful, very line, powerful line, and I, 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 I liked that scene. I liked everything about it. I'm just saying, as a whole, general, like looking mm-hmm. out after all this is over, I'm like, well, I wish we still had that character there to. Baron's still alive. He's Baron's not. Still he's he's not. He's not a character that I think 
you can keep alive. No. He's, he's not you like can. a Loki. He, cho- he chose his own death. No, yeah. Yeah. Right. he's powerful yeah, but, and just keep yes. him alive. After yeah, that but one. like, Take it away. yeah, his whole storyline is very much like a I'm a one and one and done type. Yeah, type yeah. I, I I don't know what you do with him after this movie because right. I feel like this his message was that message. <clears throat> yeah, and he Unless, needed like, to die because having him try to take over. Yeah, right. The same message. By then it would be redundant. Yeah, it's redundant or diminished. Yeah, he needed. Unfortunately, and he was too dangerous to keep alive because he was like, I'm not gonna change. I'm not gonna stop. Like, you gotta kill me. Yeah, I, I completely understand. I just I, hate, I I hope that we can get these characters again, like not this character in particular, but like these strong antagonists strong in villain. future movies. I feel like they're finally starting to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Because we haven't fingers crossed. <clears throat> the I've, last the last few MCU movies, the 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 villains have been pretty strong. They're definitely getting better. Where I feel like before we got a whole bunch of like Malachis or Malachi, whatever. His yeah, name you was. got a, you got a bunch of mustache twirlers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, I must be evil and I must take over everything. Right. So a petition has been launched for a Wakandan TV show about Wakanda before Black Panther, and it's already has about seven thousand signatures, which I don't think that it's something that they'll do. But I thought it was really interesting that people love this movie so much that they want more. What's really good is watching reactions from all over the different world of the cultures That's after this, thing after they watched the celebrations in these yes. theaters. They were just so proud of it. So the way that this movie touched people's lives from the people going to the movie dressed up in traditional African garb to um, the videos of those two children going up to the poster going, that one's me, no, that one's me, <laughs> mm-hmm. to the little girls that dressed up as the um, Dora Milaje and had a, a synchronized, pre-prepared um, dance and nice. like fighting structure that they did. And then even to Jimmy Fallon having those people going and talking to the image and about having, how they feel about it. Yeah, yeah how, how it meant so much to them. And then having Chadwick Boseman there listening. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't seen that, definitely look, look up all these videos. All but of those yeah, videos, that, yeah. That was awesome video. I, I really enjoyed seeing just like them gushing at this poster and then suddenly him popping out and them like just losing their shit. Yeah, because yeah. they bring him out and they say, what would you like to t- say to, you know, Chadwick Boseman? Yeah, exactly. And then they, and a lot of them, I mean, mo- it's very all emotional. of them are just, oh, they're, all they're emotional. emotional. They're yeah. like, yeah. it means so much to me. It means so much to my, like, my kids get to see this. Like, it's the first time, like, I can walk down the street and be proud of, like, everything about me. And, like, you know, like, even though people are like, oh, look, you have, you know, someone's hair and stuff like that. Like, there was so much pride in yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman would come out and they would just, it was. Don't be stupid like me and watch it at work because <laughs> you will feel stupid. Uh, so <laughs> just be like, unless you're in a, uh, your own office, then you're fine. Cool. Anything else? Uh, no, nah, nothing that we have time for. So. Yeah, I, I fear we're going to talk more about this movie in coming episodes because there's nope. also a lot of like Easter eggs I wanted to talk about that were fun. But that's more you that's know, it. This is it. stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, never mentioning Black, Black Panther, Panther again. This one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, well fair then enough. this is my last episode of the okay. podcast. It's <laughs> been fun, guys. It's been fun. We're not going to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles anymore. I mean, you could go through the Easter eggs real quick. Uh, okay, uh, a couple of them. We'll do a couple of them. Rot row. <laughs> uh, one, uh, the fact that Ryan Coogler actually had uh, Oakland in this movie because in the Black Panther comics Oakland doesn't play a part in it it's a, it's Harlem is where oh, a lot of it okay. takes place in okay. so Ryan Coogler he's from Oakland and he has pretty much all his movies have some connection to Oakland so he changed it over to Oakland but it's also kind of cool because that's also where the Black Panthers movement started so where, it kind of connects there too where was Oakland in Creed Oh wait, you guys haven't seen it yet. He's from, isn't uh, isn't the guy? I just from? wanted to say that. He just wants to make us. <laughs> oh, oh you just want to, you know, shame us for not seeing Creed right. yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm going Will to. Will you finally go see it now that you've seen it? You finally seen a Ryan Coogler movie? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think I've had chances to see it. I just 
It's weird how my plex works on. Like I have, I could walk. Never mind. We're just. I know. Anyway, it's, it's, anyway, it's weird. It's weird. It sounds like you have all these excuses. Yes, he does. Um, the mask that we see uh, Killmonger take uh, in the museum—that's actually very similar to the mask that he wears in the comics. He doesn't wear it a lot during the movie, which is probably for the best because it is kind of. You don't want to cover up an actor's face with a mask the whole time. Mm-hmm. Especially but yeah, Michael it's, B. Jordan's. Yeah. Especially Michael B. Jordan's. But Except it's kind of cool that they still called back to that mask. They yeah. covered up his chest with a shirt the whole time, and I didn't really like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the same thing can Ooh. be said for the mask that uh, M'Baku uh, wears. Mm-hmm. Um, like their he, tribal mask. The tribal yeah. mask, yeah. Which is the only hint that you get of the whole ape-man-ape connection, <laughs> which yeah. is probably for the best. Um, what's another one that's in here that we like? Oh, uh, Ryan Coogler, not Ryan Coogler, burp. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, when he puts on his Black Panther uh, outfit, costume. costume thing, it has more of the leopard look to it. And in the comics, he actually has a leopard that he, like his pet leopard, he's also oh. attacks people with him. I thought you were going to talk about Michael B. Jordan's uh, outfit, bef- like when he goes to get Killmonger, that blue suit that he's wearing. That looks just like a... Uh, uh, Goku, Goku from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, because he's a huge anime <laughs> fan. Just that, that's blown up over, like on the internet for the past like three weeks now. Wait, what? Michael B. Jordan's a huge anime fan. <laughs> Wait, what? No, what, what? let's. We, we're sticking to this. <laughs> so a comment on that is that what? El- what outfit are you talking <sighs> about? Come on, guys. I, we need to go. All right. <laughs> so um, another point to add on to that was that the costume that Michael B. Jordan's character wears, he takes the other necklace that Shuri had shown. Yeah. That necklace is what um, T'Challa's looked like, like when in the comics. It was the old school representation, and he decided not to go with it. And that's how he looked in the comics, so it's another throwback to that. Uh, another cool comic connection would be uh, the White Wolf thing. Um, so at the very end of the movie, in the post-credits, we see Bucky, and Shuri calls him White Wolf, which there is a white wolf in the comics. It's not Bucky in the comics. No, it's but not. But it is a white male who, who was is referred raised to. by T'Chaka, I believe. By Wakandans. I think it's T'Chaka that adopts yeah. him. So he becomes like the adopted son of uh, T'Chaka. But he becomes like a villain at one point to yes. T'Challa. It, yeah. So that's kind of like, I don't know if they meant for that. I'm guessing they had meant for that. You don't call him White Wolf for no reason. I think um, it's just another thing that they're yeah, adding to yeah. try. Yeah. Uh, I, okay. One last thing, and I'll shut up. But T'Challa, also in Civil War, has another story arc where he actually has a good, because he was all about revenge. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he's like, you know, we need to stop being reven- like vengeful people. Mm-hmm. We yeah. need to just go on. Like, so T'Challa's character, like in each movie he's been in so far as Black Panther, like he has a, a he's decent had an arc. arc. Yeah. yeah, he's he's like the most growing character that yeah. I've seen. Sorry. Um, I want to bring up that you have on here the flashback in Oakland has uh, young T'Chaka, who's played by the actor's son. Yes. Um, also. <sighs> The man who plays Forrest Whitaker's younger self, his name is Denzel Whitaker. No relation. No relation at all. I know. <laughs> no I, relation. I originally typed this up and I put both of them. And then I'm like, do, do, do. Yep, that's also a guy named Whitaker. And then I was like, look, I'm like, oh, that's not his son. No. And he's played him before in another movie. This is weird. <laughs> I thought that was so fun. Yeah, that actor has played Forrest Whitaker, a young version of Forrest Whitaker, twice. And they both have the same last name. Yeah. And they're not related at all for some reason. Okay, that's weird. Uh, but yeah, I feel like that's. Pretty much it. Uh, like I said, we'll probably talk about this movie a lot more to come. Uh, 
and the effects it has on the MCU, which so far has been huge, and I can't wait to see where they go next. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the Filmverse. Email us at thefilmverse at gmail.com. And we promise we'll check the email. I have it set up at forwards to my regular email, so I don't even have to try anymore, which is great, because that's the only way I get things done. And the Twitter uh, account. And the Twitter account, I will tweet out more. And continue checking. And continue checking. <laughs> oh, is that what we didn't check? I thought yeah, it was we email didn't we didn't check. Yeah, we didn't check the Twitter account. Okay. Sorry, Joe Prime. <laughs> Please keep tweeting us. We need more than one person. Yeah, yeah. If you could just make up separate Twitter accounts, we won't know. I'll Joe make Prime, make one for all of the people that follow <laughs> us. Jessica Alba. Other people. Uh, other famous people that we say follow us that don't really follow us. Uh, yeah, that's all for me. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Kinda forever. <laughs> Kinda yeah. forever. Kinda forever. <laughs> nice.